0: This is the Skeptical Student Show, created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify.
1: You can always listen to the episode on Fast Forward and follow the podcast to never miss new episodes.
0: Hey everyone, I am Gavish, and I once again welcome you to the Skeptical Student Show. In my last episode, I briefly spoke about how the new education policy seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel. But is it really true? To converse with me about the same, I have Viral Bothra, who has been my classmate from school and now a student at NLU, which is the National Law University, Jodhpur, pursuing B.A. L.L.B. honours. Hello, Viral, and welcome to the show. Hello, Gavesh.
1: I am highly obliged to be a part of your show.
0: So, I think we shall be beginning with the first question which I have with me, which I had also asked on my Instagram. The question being, is the NEP all theory and less practical? The underlying idea being, we know for the fact that it was quite comprehensive and had made various offers like reduction of syllabus, vocational training, etc. But do you think it is too good to be true? Is the policy more theory and less practical? I think we'll hear from you and then discuss the response which I had received.
1: I would like to quote a line by a former education minister, Mr. Ramesh bokriyal He said that there are around 181 identified tasks which will be completed under the new education policy. But as we know, all the identified tasks won't be completed on the first year of its implementation. I guess you agree with me, Gavish?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The tasks which are already on the roll are like multidisciplinary courses in the both undergraduate and postgraduate programs, multiple entry and exit flexibility in the university degrees and the beginning of the credit bank system which is one of the most remarkable features. I would also like to say that many states have started implementing the new education policy for example, Madhya Pradesh where Uh, The four-year undergraduate programs have already been started. So we should support this policy and wait for better results.
0: All right. So the response which I had picked up as a part of our response segment was, every ambitious novel change is less practical till implemented successfully. I think my only point against this would be that it has been more than a year. And there is no implementation in real sense to be seen. Our juniors are still being stratified into science, commerce and humanities. 6% of GDP towards education, the targeted goal which had been set, has still not been achieved. And there has been a similar admission process for DU, which has led to various problems which I talked about in my DU episode. What do you think about this response and would you agree with it? Well, being an
1: optimistic person, I believe that all these things will be implemented soon in the upcoming years. And regarding the stratification of streams, it is a very difficult task for the even for the schools to understand how the process has to be followed, how each and every student could pick up different, different subjects and like they can combine each and everything. I guess patience is
0: the only game here. Alright, so keeping optimism in mind, uh, let us hope for the best. Moving on, critics of NEP were talking about this particular thing which is the language. The policy apparently prescribes till class 5th teaching to be in regional or local language and even after that, it recommends mother tongue as the mode of instruction. But what about English? Could this emphasis be laid on English instead as it seems to be pushed to the corners And has the policy overlooked the importance of English as a global language? And not to mention that primary education forms the basis of the developmental stage of the children. So, don't you think that they will be missing out on English in their developmental stage when their mind is still evolving? Well, for
1: this question, I believe that our thoughts are more important than the mode of communication. The language doesn't matter as much as knowledge does. We know that English is considered as a global language for communication. We know that it helps in getting jobs and it gives us a global outreach. So I believe that English is definitely important. But if in any condition, a student is not comfortable in English, like if they don't want to learn in English, they won't want to learn in their local language or the language which they would like to pursue. So this option shall be kept with the students. So the policy says that the gap in spoken language and learning language should be reduced. In fact, I believe that this policy appreciates our multilingual culture and moreover, it recognizes the importance of local language.
0: All points considered, but do you really think that a class fifth student is wise enough to select a language for himself or will it be more like following the parent's wish? So, I believe that it will be a combination
1: of both students' and parents' wish and as we all know, our parents, they'll always want good for us and even there was an option in many schools to select a foreign language in their class 5th and I believe that students are capable enough to ponder over this and take a decision regarding the language which they want to pursue in the future.
0: Do you know that recently Tamil Nadu had refused to accept the new education policy, saying that NEP being recommended by the centre was for elites and that education will be confined and limited to few sections? Also, Stalin, an opposition leader, had questioned the prominence given to Sanskrit over Tamil and other languages. They also argued that NEP intrudes into the crucial domain of the state. So, do you agree with these claims? And where does this leave a crucial domain like education? in the center state conflict no i don't
1: think that education will be confined to the elites as according to our constitution education is the basic need for all as according to article 45 in the indian
0: constitution yes and how about the other two claims which are the prominence given to sanskrit over tamil and the center interfering crucial domain of the state Sanskrit is the mother of all languages
1: and there shouldn't be any competition among languages. All languages shall be treated and respected equally. No, I don't agree with the third claim as education is something which is a shared responsibility of the centre and the state as a part of the concurrent list. Moreover, centre has power over
0: concurrent matters if disputed. I agree. Moving on. There is a tendency in people to push a particular political agenda. For example, some have a problem with who's steering the wheel behind the NEP, which is the BJP government, and are also labelling it as an RSS-influenced plan. Do you agree with this? And to what extent is pushing political agendas justified when we are talking about education? I completely disagree with the
1: above points. That's what these political leaders care more about. And then to push their own political agendas, hashtags such as reject NEP are being trended. By doing all these things, they are just trying to misguide those who do not have proper knowledge about the policy. And this is really very dangerous for the future of our country.
0: Now, Viral, I know for the fact that NEP is a vivid policy. But there are experts who point out to some points being missed out. Like, we can change the structure all we want. But what about the outdated syllabus? There's no mention on how to improve on the poor infrastructure. Or the lack of emphasis laid on teachers. How do you think problems like these can be addressed? Well, with the outdated
1: syllabus, the knowledge imparted to students is limited. The fact is, we can do nothing about it. It is the duty of our governments. The government has to make certain amendments in their syllabus while preparing their students to improve their knowledge, personalities, social skills necessary for life. Poor infrastructure examples include depreciated classrooms, pit toilets, and other damaged school infrastructure. The effect of poor infrastructure in school can also be seen in learners' dropout rates infrastructure, are crucial elements of learning environments in our schools and universities. And while regarding the thing about emphasis on teachers, training sessions are needed to help the teachers learn or create new teaching strategies which will bring back the interest of the students in the classroom and encourage learning. Furthermore, effective learning can be achieved only when there is an emotional connect between children and educators. So, the teacher
0: needs to be trained as per se. In addition to that, I think there needs to be an uniform method of recruitment for teachers which needs to come into force. Also, the policy seems to be rather student-centric. Do you think more attention could have been paid to the teachers or their condition considering their importance in the education sector? Well, while the national education
1: policy made some significant improvement in school education, it also took teachers into account. Teachers' current predicament at both private and public school is to finish the curriculum and prepare students to do well in the test through the new education policy. We can now infer that main priorities for teachers are to hire the best of the best, provide them with proper training and eliminate a significant amount
0: of non-teaching activity that is lowering teaching productivity. Great. And since I am from DU, and there have been talks about the FYUP, that is the 4-year undergraduate program, being implemented from the next admission cycle. So, do you know about this change? And if yes, what are your opinions about it? So, one of the NEP's most noteworthy
1: proposals was the return of 4-year undergraduate courses. According to me, there are several advantages to 4-year UG degree. But one of the most important, they bring Indian education up to level with those of foreign universities. Several foreign universities in internationally famous education hubs do not consider 3-year degrees as an equal of undergraduate course. Those who wish to pursue higher education abroad will no longer be forced to enroll in a one-year diploma if the four-year UG courses are implemented. In addition, the model new education policy offers some flexibility to UG courses by suggesting that three and four-year courses coexist with different departure and entry choices available. The emphasis on research will be another significant benefit of the 4-year UG program. Furthermore, 4-year UG programs allow students to gain a broader perspective by studying a little bit of everything in the first year and then focusing on one discipline. There are certain hurdles but it will be a win-win situation for the educational system in the end.
0: I personally think that the FIUP will solve discrepancies like when some foreign universities require you to have studied at least for 16 years, but the main concern of the protesters is that they call the imposition as arbitrary. Similar to this, whether it is bringing in the FIUP or following a credit-based system, it has been labelled as Westernization by some critics. What do you think about terming progression as Westernization? Well, I think that progression should not be
1: termed as westernization at all because as Mr. Rabindranath Tagore said that there is nothing wrong with learning good from the West and even our constitution is called a bag of borrowings. So I don't think there is anything wrong with imbibing good things from others around us or even other countries for that matter.
0: Well said, I completely agree to that statement and finally, it all boils down to the question of uniformity. In other words, no matter if the centre brings hundreds of NEPs, the actual issue of uniformity persists whether it is between centre or state, public or private schools, etc. And in middle of all this, the biggest thing being the policy is all recommendation and not a law. Hence, no politician is under any obligation to implement it. How do you think this issue can be mitigated? So, some of the concepts that
1: come to mind to address the issue of non-uniformity. At present, every board has its own syllabus, so the prevailing system doesn't provide equal opportunity to all students. Syllabus needs to be same for all the educational institutes, be it public, private, government-aided or non-aided. I think there is a need to find a common ground whether it is centre-state or public-private schools. We need to be uniform in our approach in the sense that collective good doesn't
0: get sacrificed. Great. So, the discussion ends here. Thank you so much Viral for answering every question with such zeal. So Viral. And for those who don't know, In the supplementary segment of our show, we give back something to our listeners to remember us by. Something of value. And today, I would like to recommend you to read an article by India Today stating how Assam is eager to implement the new education policy as soon as possible. After talking about the example of Tamil Nadu, I think it would only be fair to give a positive example of uniformity. Link to the article will be made available in the episode description. And thank you so much Viral for taking out time and doing this. Any last words from your side?
1: In the end, I would like to say that we shall all be positive and hope for the quick implementation of the NEP.
0: If you would want to partake in the response segment or simply stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram. I am called Gavish Raptor with G-A-V-I-S-H underscore R-A-P-T-O-R. Veeral, what about your social handle? My social
1: media handle is V-E-E-R-A-L-B-O-T-H-R-A.
0: Thank you so much everyone for tuning in today and don't forget to tune in next week.
1: You are listening to the Skeptical Student Show by Gavish Raptor, created as a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Oh, you
0: know me, you know you know